Hi everyone, this is Shreya and this is Sukanya and we are back with yet another episode of Intersectional Feminism Desi Style Season 3 brought to you by Feminism in India. Today as we record this episode, we are in a context where uh, Roger Federer has just played his last match and the internet is full of responses to how narratives on mental health and gender roles shift when sports persons and I mean men openly embrace their emotions. This also prompts us to think of how generally sports is a field where display of aggressive enthusiasm so to say is expected from athletes and the whole idea of how a sports person should be is constructed from a very masculine perspective where even men are required to perform hypermasculinity to be to be taken seriously so sports is also a career choice which a lot more individuals are pursuing today compared to older times We are also witnessing the entry of numerous female and queer athletes into various sports where they where they not only are playing but also thriving and shining. So in this background it's quite intriguing to us to understand what it means to be a woman in sports. Does she also have to embrace the hypermasculine construct of how a sports person should be? Does she get paid fair wages? What does she do if she encounters a crisis at her workplace and who does she take this up with these are all questions that we would like to know and these are all things that we would like to talk about to a woman in sport so to discuss all of this and a lot more we have with us a very very special guest it she she is an indian para badminton athlete her name is mansi joshi which all of you must have heard mansi is the current world champion a pioneer and a change maker in para sports she started her career her sporting journey in 2015 and in 2020 she was ranked world number 2 in women singles in the sl3 category as of march 2022 she's ranked world number 1 in women singles in sl3 category Mansi was also listed as the next generation leader 2020 by Time magazine in October 2020 and she appeared on their Asia cover making her the first para athlete in the world and the first Indian athlete to be featured on the magazine's cover. She's also been a big advocate for rights of women and people with disabilities. We're so excited and honored to have you here with us Mansi. Hi Shreya, hi Sukanya. Thank you to FII for having me. I am really excited to be part of this podcast. So Mansi, let's just delve into the conversation. Uh the first thing that um, I would like to start off is by asking you what made you choose badminton and how has your journey been so far? I mean, in terms of the support from family, in terms of support around you, infrastructure, social support, etc. as a woman venturing into sport, how has it been and what has made you stick? Well, uh, I never wanted to become a sports person. Uh, I was always into uh, like sports was one hobby that I was pursuing. Uh, I had finished my engineering. I graduated and uh, in the year two thousand and ten from uh, University of Mumbai. And uh, one day on my way to work, I uh, met with an accident. This, this is one hour of one year after my graduation. Um, my life took a u turn uh, i uh, lost my uh, i i had to undergo an amputation uh, because of that accident and uh, after few surgeries and uh, 45 days of hospitalization when i came back home 
I decided that now I want to restart everything. I had to relearn how to walk, how to do all the basic activities again. And uh, in that sports helped me in uh, regaining the lost confidence. Uh, it helped me regain my balance. It also helped me uh, find a very different path for myself. In the year 2012, I never knew that I am going to choose badminton in future and I'm going to be known as a world champion. But then uh, this was the sport that framed my identity earlier in my childhood. And uh, it has given me an opportunity to explore uh, the newfound uh, different life in a very uh, positive manner. Uh, I uh, The support that I've got from my doctors, from my prosthetist, from nurses, from housekeeping staff to my teachers, my college professors, to my colleagues, to my co-workers, to my friends, and that is school friend, college friend, building friends. I mean, everyone has been tremendous and I wouldn't have been here without them. Uh, recently, I've uh, found some great support from uh, my sponsors, from government uh, and uh, from federation. So I think uh, I have been blessed uh, to get this kind of support and uh, get an opportunity to play a sport, pursue a sport and uh, represent our country at international level and not only represent but also strive to be the best and become a world champion so uh, I mean the journey has been uh, full of ups and downs but uh, only because of the support system that I've had I'm able to venture through navigate and uh, uh, just enjoy the benefits that sports is giving me currently uh Mansi, i feel like you know um this is such a like it's very nice and heartwarming to hear especially as women you know uh we know while women in sports uh like in the in the past decade or so or the last two decades we've seen more and more women venture into sports but we also have to practically when we think of it practically we have to uh we also see that there is that bias there's, there there exists a gender bias in sports so uh, in terms of that i wanted to ask you mansi uh, as a woman and also as a para athlete there were two levels of um things that you needed to navigate your way to in order to do what you want to do uh so how did you do that and did you receive the full support in regards to training equipments and resources that you need for your training how has it been have you faced bias how have you navigated it so if you could tell us well it has been difficult but i'll tell you that india has been doing extremely well in terms of winning medals at international level uh, and women have been performing extremely well be it sindhu be it mirabai chanu be it sakshimal i mean there are n number of examples that we can give where women have been performing better or winning medals but uh, i don't think medal is the count of uh, like medal is the measure to uh, say how how far the sport has gone or has reached definitely uh, india is doing great i mean i right now train at an academy where there are there is an equal proportion of women and like young girls and boys training uh, pursuing badminton as a career option uh, and this is an this has only been made possible by the support that the sport has sport is able to bring in 
uh and thus the people who have been involved in getting into sports have are reaping the benefits but as a para athlete let me just uh, uh restructure my statement that uh no uh the support that everybody gets is very different uh, at grassroots and at uh, uh elite level uh i wish as para athletes we would be getting more and more support from our uh, state and local bodies uh, with more accessible infrastructure with uh, coaches and trainers uh, dedicated to para sports uh, i personally felt that when i started with uh, playing badminton i i went to a lot of coaches in mumbai gujarat uh, and uh, everybody were very kind when i would go and meet them i was like i am going to i want to win a medal i'm really good at badminton my brother was a badminton player so we would both train the about train uh, playing badminton together and i had reached to a particular level and i wanted to do better now um and that i could only do with the support of uh, professional coaches i went to a lot of coaches and everybody would just tell me yeah yeah mansi we will be very happy to train you uh that's great but um uh, I, I felt I would get ghosted after some time. Uh, and one day when I met uh, Gopi sir, I said, "Sir, I want to come and train in Hyderabad." And he's like, "Yeah, you can come and train any time." So when he said this, after one or two months, I bought a ticket to Hyderabad and landed. Uh, I just told that sir, you remember you said that uh, you can train. I can come any time. So I've come, and thank you for allowing me to train. And uh, there I was, I in 2018. packing my bags living in a hotel and starting training uh as uh, i uh, at that time i thought that i want to uh i had left my uh, it career uh, i had saved some money and i thought i want to put this whole money into my sports and see how much uh, my body can help i mean my body can uh, support me uh for the next two years next two to three years and uh, well it paid me well i worked extremely hard i also got in 2017 uh, i have got support from a, a corporate called as wellspun uh, i was supported by the csr scheme uh, which helped me fund a few of my tournaments uh, in 2018 i got support from another corporate uh, through the csr uh, which funded my training uh, for my whole asian games journey and world championships until now both the companies have been very happy to support me and i am very happy to support to receive their support uh i uh, i also felt that you know because of my disability I, when I, i when i joined the academy here in hyderabad i was the only person with disability training there and uh, everybody were just learning how to help me how to uh, uh train me in the best possible way with the limited resources that we had and uh, i think the coaches that we have here uh, understood the requirement and need and they uh, the trainers changed the whole training routine to help to an adapt they adapted it to my disability and helped me uh, use the machines and equipment that we had uh, sometimes we modified our exercises uh because you know what after attaining disability i learned that you don't need expensive gym equipments to become a champion uh, in covid i realized that by just in your like training at your home you can still attain your maximum fitness levels so um the support that i've received till now has 
impossible by me asking for it me speaking about speaking up about it and me writing to organizations and people that yes this is the type of support i require and if anybody is available anybody has like i would tell my friends that i'm looking for sponsorships if you know people who can help me and guide me please let me know so uh, in the sense that i had people who would help me in by you know going out and uh, at one point in 2017 i remember i had done crowdfunding i had uh, done crowdfunding two times to fund my uh, sports career one was offline and one was online on keto so uh, i think the bias the support uh, the bias is definitely there uh, but it can be broken like you can definitely navigate it by speaking up about it and telling people that this is the change that is required and uh, when i said that you know because of uh, when i was the only person with disability and people didn't know how to train they learned they educated themselves on what should be done how it should be done and i think this is how change happens right but and i feel going out uh, from your comfort zone like i actually went out of my comfort zone i booked my tickets for the next city started living alone in an unknown city uh uh navigating the whole uh, transport system and everything in the city so i think uh that has till now helped me uh, right mansi you just you just mentioned about how when you joined training you were the only uh, person with disability who was availing training and how the whole system how uh, trainers and everybody else had to also learn how to train someone with this kind of uh, requirement so um, i would also want to ask you that do you feel that generally do you feel that sports persons or athletes with uh, disabilities even when we say that para athletes are welcome and that everybody is welcome to realize their potentials and that everybody has a space and everybody can avail things where, like you said you also mentioned about how you had to ask which is why you were provided with a lot of things so do you feel that we are really that inclusive when it comes to candidates with uh, who require uh, special kinds of training and special kinds of facilities do you feel that we or do you feel that inclusivity remains a buzzword mostly what do you feel about this i well uh if i pick up the words that you just mentioned uh yes as even now it is just inclusivity is a buzzword i had to go extremely extremely out of my comfort zone write a lot call people a lot just to get my things done and i don't think uh everybody is that privileged uh to have their voice heard uh and i don't think uh people from all the spaces like i i consider myself privileged to be uh having that kind of a support system but i don't think everybody else is and uh i don't feel that uh it's i mean i felt as if it's just because of privilege uh and because of my educational background that i could venture through it but if there are rules in place if there are uh, policies in place then i don't think uh, anybody will have to ask for it it will be just provided to and that is what i'm looking forward in the future and i'll tell you one more thing when 2018 i was the only person with disability at the academy i uh, i was very i mean i would always 
tell our, uh, I, uh, I'd always tell Gopi sir that sir, we should have more and more people at the academy. Let us, uh, I mean, there should be more, uh, let us have more, uh, give, let us give more opportunities to everyone. And right now there are almost 20 para athletes training here at the academy. In 2019, when I was invited uh, at KBC uh, for one, as a special guest, I made the whole donation that I received and I made that whole donation to the academy. And, uh, you know, I mean, there are sometimes it's just financial uh, crunch. Sometimes it's just a thought that people have to put into. But by just, I felt as if because I was able to speak about it, that people actually understood. And I won't just say it was just me who did it, but then it was just like the whole ecosystem who understood the need for it. And uh, right now there are so many athletes playing and training and i uh recently one of the athlete who's training there has uh, become my mixed doubles partner and right now we have been ranked number two in the world uh just few weeks back we were ranked number one in the world so we have been and because we train together we are doing really well and one more athlete who's at the academy uh she's my woman's doubles partner and we have just played two tournaments but we have uh, made it to finals in both of them and uh, so we are world number five so I thought I what I want to tell is that if there are more opportunities uh, and para sport is so inclusive like sports is so inclusive there are para sports there are sport for all ages for all uh, disabilities and abilities I think we should learn from how inclusive a sport is let all uh, ecosystem around us learn from sports and become inclusive and let then there be academies who understand the need for inclusion and uh, start having more and more athletes with disability in their um, regular uh, annual intake right i uh, i completely agree with uh, this you know mansi because like personally being someone who's been a sports like i've been interested in watching and following different sports as a kid i think uh, it sort of gives you uh, like like how when you said that you started playing badminton after the accident and gave you some a sort of ground like it helps you find your ground i think for the people who play as well as for people who watch it and i think it's it sort of gives you a calm a sense of calm when you watch a sport uh, so talking about that and you also talked about the fact that uh, a lot of athletes do not have the same privilege that you had to access the resources to access the uh, financial resources or um, you know all sort of administrative resources so do you think uh, especially when it comes to para sports and you mentioned this earlier that at the grassroots level there's like a major lag there's a major gap that needs to be uh, filled so how do you see that you know how do you see that uh, getting filled or that working out because uh, as, uh, like people start playing or people start enrolling at a younger once athletes start enrolling at a younger age and get the resources then they will be able to you know come up and do the things a lot of people who do not have the same amount, uh, same financial privileges or might come from marginalized sections. So grassroots then become uh, the state level, state infrastructure then becomes a very important thing. So how do you think like for para-athletes, grassroots level work, how do we get better? You know what, there is a lot of difference between now. Uh, I'll talk about able-bodied sports and para-sports over here and grassroots, only grassroots. 
so grassroots for uh, anybody and able body sports it starts from it 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 is differentiated by age like a child under under uh, under 10 under 12 under 15 under 17 under uh, under 18 and seniors it's like uh, this is how your uh, badminton kind of has classification that is a grassroots a child develops from age and from that age they grow and uh, by the some some are junior champions some are uh, senior champions so it, it it's completely based on age but when a person when anybody is when we are talking about para athletes uh, the grassroots is completely different it's it not only starts from age but it also starts from i'll say age of disability uh, like i became a disabled person when i was 22 there are people who might have a disability because of some traumatic injury or due to some illness or uh, cancer or any such illness right now that can happen at any time and sports is and para sport is uh, completely completely inclusive we have sports person international top athletes who are even in their 50s and still reigning uh, as uh, top athletes in the world now uh, when we talk about um, support at the grassroots level it starts as i said it starts with age age of disability the first thing we require is a physiotherapist support uh, for this this group uh, who has a disability some might have a birth defect some might have disability very early in childhood some have like i'm sure now polio is getting obsolete but yes in our country like india we do have people young girls and boys still uh, having polio uh, and a disability which uh, it's none of our like it's not a fault of us right none whoever we are disabled but it's not a fault of us um what i want to share here is uh, the support that we require at this grassroots in para athletics or para sports is uh, can we can have that only after government's interference also now a lot of corporates are coming up uh, with a lot of csr support but kidhar de wo paisa kisko de are there other academies for inclusive are there other um, training centers that uh, train people with disabilities and everybody wants to contribute i'm like after i have become a para para athlete i've understood that every one feels they want to contribute to our development but there i wish there are more and more centers set up for para athletes exclusively or para athletes get included into the centers which are currently functioning into the into the uh, current training programs then we can say that we that grassroots support has started happening there let there be more physiotherapist who understand uh, the different muscle groups that works uh, that can be trained for different uh, disabilities and it's a it's a it's a huge spectrum uh when we are talking about disability disability in itself is a spectrum uh there is and para athletics as a and para sports has uh sports for people with blindness with people with uh, locomotor disability to people with uh like any other visual impairment to hearing impairment to uh, i'm i'll say all it it is inclusive uh, of different disabilities but i really wish to see more and more centers being set up for 
training more and more uh, disabled athletes absolutely um so i also want to ask you uh, mansi as a woman para badminton athlete um do you feel that there is a gender pay gap that exists in the sport like shreya also mentioned earlier that you have a sort of double uh, jeopardy in the sense that your gender already marginalizes you and you're also a para athlete in that sense trying to make a space and trying to ask for the resources and the uh, things that you require like you mentioned so do you feel that there is a wage gap or gender pay gap when it comes to uh, you know uh, sport I means sport generally and what has your experience been when it comes to asking for payment and are there raised eyebrows how do you deal with it trust me we do not get paid when we play or compete or compete or we win a medal uh, or, or the only thing that we win after we win a medal is a medal that's it uh, so if you ask and this is in para sports and it's for male and female both so the if i talk about gender pay gap i won't say it's for gender it's disability pay gap um i'm sure our sport is becoming more and more inclusive with having multiple tournaments all over the world in different continents and different countries uh, but uh, to attain the maximum professionalism uh, playing the para sport and earning money through uh, para sports i think it's going to take some time uh, i don't know if i will be able to see that kind of change in my playing career uh, but uh, nonetheless uh, i wish to see that change where we get paid to win a medal uh, and we then call ourselves as professional athletes but i also now if i ignore this point let me put a new point across to you uh, in terms of how we get paid there are times when some uh, company would come to us and uh, they'd ask us to promote or become their ambassadors what i have recently realized is that athletes with disability get the me- minimum minimum amount and uh, the, the companies would just say that uh, at least we are providing at least we are paying you we generally uh, like you, you might be the first athlete uh, so at least we are paying you and i am always with raised eyebrows that hey i am uh, dedicating my complete hours into playing a sport and uh, if you want me to promote your product or promote your uh, anything at least give me the pay that you pay uh, to anybody else uh, well uh, I, it's always yes like this discussion is uh, i mean i don't know this it's it's just really sad that we as uh, athletes with disability uh, um, whenever women win medals give good coverage than other uh, athletes but at the end of the day the amount of money that get, we get paid is it's like nothing almost like it's one of the lowest in uh, other athletes who receive it now that you say this um for myself and also for a lot of other uh, athletes especially para athletes and people with disabilities who are trying to uh find ways to channelize their you know like you said look at this new a way of living that they have been thrust into for whatever reason for all of them and also for me personally to see a para athlete like you 
coming to terms, like you said, your disability is something that happened to you way later into your life. And you have tried to make, uh, the, you know, you've tried to look at life and see what skills you can use and how you can find that balance. Uh, I just want to, if it's okay for me to ask, and if you're comfortable answering, I just want to know how do you harness that strength? Where does that emotional uh, strength come from? You know, it, I'm sure it gets lonely listening to you because there are so many hurdles that you have to battle, so many things that you have to constantly keep asking for. And then there's also this huge event that has changed your life. And it's so, it's very inspirational. And I'm sure inspirational stories are written about you. Everybody looks at and we feel a lot of pride and, and you know we feel very very elated to see this but within all that how do you come to terms with it how where do you harness that strength from I think I uh, as I said when you asked me the first question uh, it's only because of the support that I've received uh, from my first is family my family has been extremely supportive uh, of the choice that I made uh, of a bold decision that I took of leaving a, a paid job and just venture into something which is just uh, just getting uh, nothing out of it initially. But then uh, I have found my ways to make money in this field. Definitely there's a huge cost and I talk about the huge cost. If there's a cost of prosthetics, there's cost of training, it's the cost of navigating the transportation system, inaccessible transport system in any other city. And then uh, the cost of playing a tournament, uh, it's visas, your flight tickets, your hotels, everything. I talk about it and uh, somehow, like I, I also help, I take help from my sponsors who take, uh, uh, who, who just take care of all these expenses. How I make money is I, I recently, like in 2019, I got an, uh, like a job on sports quota uh, from Bharat Petroleum. So usually all PSUs, they hire athletes uh, from different sports. Uh, Bharat Petroleum was first public uh, sector unit uh, to hire disabled sports person into their workforce. Uh, we were two athletes who were hired. Uh, for that now I don't I, I get a monthly income but I don't have to go to office uh, till I'm active sports person I make money by giving speeches to colleges like I of course I don't charge uh, colleges or schools or anyone uh, when when people want me to talk about you know the journey inspiring young students but I definitely charge uh, corporates uh, when I share my story I uh, sometimes pick up uh, assignments like if I'm doing some social media uh, like help other companies if somebody's approaching me on through my social media they want to put anything on my social media I, I do that so some we have done something with Uber we have done something with uh, Antflix multiple other uh, some some of the other uh, company and uh, I think uh, everybody can do that i mean i don't think i'm very special in any way uh, i just feel it's only because of the support that i've been receiving uh, that i've been able to do this uh, if i would not have been getting that kind of support i would just have uh, been living or just getting a different paid job and uh, living even that in the best possible way of course and uh, as i said 
no like i am no special and everybody can do it it's not like only because i have been able to navigate i have been able to navigate this that i have uh, i must have some special powers i am no special and anybody can do it it's just that i've got uh, great support from people around me that i've been able to do this and uh, the strength is always i think we all are uh, strong enough uh, and i don't want to make this too inspirational uh, because seriously like i would i'd love to see myself uh, not as an inspirational per- person but just a an athlete with a disability uh, in the sports column and not any inspirational column in any magazine but yes i've realized that uh, anybody and everybody has a strength to navigate whatever hardships that we have been facing and um, it's just uh, we just need to take some time and understand and just make a plan and uh, shoot the first email it's just that there are people who are there reading your emails uh, if not reading your first email then reading your uh, uh, a follow up email so i have been doing just that <laughs> i think your journey while it is like you said that you've done what you had to do and you did it and you do, like you saying that you don't want to be an inspiration rather than like you know you doing what you do want to do for the sport that you want love so much and want to follow uh, just uh, one last question that i wanted to ask mansi uh, like like in the recent past especially in the past couple of years a lot is being talked about uh, you know in terms of mental health in sports which is which is something that i think sports persons uh, were uh, earlier just seen as these robots who are just going to go play for the country win medals win prizes and come back not seeing them as humans and individuals with feelings who go through stuff who are also like living talking breathing human beings it is looked at as you know their only job in the entire you know in their existence is to win for the country but now with more and more people especially uh, in the uh, last olympics uh, there were a lot of uh, athletes who at spoke up and said that they want to take a step back in cricket it's happening in all sports slowly mental health conversations around mental health and emotional well-being is being talked about in terms of that mansi what do you think like uh, how important do you think that conversation is a and uh, when it comes to para sports how, then where does it like you know that emotional support and well-being and uh, your mental health priority where does it stand uh, or you know how does it affect your game uh when is it important to take that step back like could you like tell us a little bit about it well uh mental health is number one priority it's just as important as your physical fitness mental fitness and physical fitness previously people would just say 90 10 uh right now it's like uh, 50 50 uh now um i'm very happy that there are athletes who are speaking up about it there's simon biles there's recently uh, sindhu also speaking up about it and there are multiple female athletes uh, who i have seen uh, talk about the importance of mental health in sports uh, as a para athlete i'll say that many of my teammates have been through a lot of life changing uh, traumas and injuries and now they are again uh, 
changing a lot of like changing their complete lifestyle to uh, pursue a sport it is definitely challenging uh, with the minimum support that we get the uh, the things we navigate in family in our in pursuing a sport definitely it takes a huge toll on your mental health and i uh, want to see uh, that kind of priority also uh, for para sports uh, i i do see that you know uh, there are sessions happening for para athletes on mental health uh, sports authority of india is having their uh, online sessions to help athletes uh, the i mean the high performance centers at various uh, in various cities have their own mental fitness coach for athletes uh, my sponsor wellspin is now uh, training like when i became an uh, uh, an athlete with wellspun i was we were just first three athletes in 2017 and right now more than 40 women athletes have been supported by wellspun foundation uh, through the csr and they have recently enrolled uh, a mental health expert to help us uh, understand the different intricacies in sport and how to stay focused with the number of uh, extreme uh, uh or sometimes hostile environment that sometimes we are put into so i think uh, people are prioritizing mental health now of uh, athletes i want to see more and more athletes uh, sharing their stories personal stories out in the world and if not in media then on their own social pages uh to tell the people that hey uh, we are just not robots uh, we are people with feelings just like you all and yes we have a different and hectic lifestyle but we do take out time and enjoy and we do prioritize our mental health right i think it's so beautifully summed up because uh, you, you know uh, as 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 a as a woman as a para athlete as uh, someone who is uh, at the top of her career uh, i'll take the liberty to say that because you are at the top of your career uh, like it is so important to also uh, sometimes remind yourself that your mental health is important and i feel like you've summed it up very well like you know social media while it does have its you know there there is one part which might not be the not so good part but it does also sort of humanize these uh like you know you tend to idealize sports person but then the so- their social media presence also tends to humanize they think that they are also people they also have feelings they also feel bad they also feel happy so i think it's such a great it's just been such a great conversation mansi like uh the, i i speak for both me and sukanya here i think we've learned so much uh about uh not just about uh how you have navigated the sports but so much that needs to be done so much more that needs to be done uh, in order to make an ecosystem which is a lot more e- uh, inclusive while you know in smaller ways not just uh, we, we always see the bigger picture but there are like smaller pictures that make a bigger picture so i think like your the conversation talk, you've talked about you know as a woman as, as an uh, as an athlete who's a woman as a athlete who's also you know work through her disability and has come to where it is uh, come to where you are right now i think it's been extremely enlightening and extremely uh, heartwarming 
to talk to you about uh, you know gender and sports and disability and like thank you so much for taking up the time to have this conversation with us thank you shriya thank you sukanya for your very well worded and uh, very uh, beautiful questions and uh, for this uh, this free flowing conversation where i could open up myself and talk to you about my journey thank you to fii for giving me a space to share my uh, opinions and my story and journey with all of you uh, thank you for having me today <laughs> thank you mansi thank you we had a wonderful time talking to you to our listeners that was all for today we will be back again with yet another episode and yet another guest next to next thursday on intersectional feminism desi style season 3 brought to you by feminism in india on all your favorite streaming platforms till then stay tuned and stay safe bye